Hello, and welcome to Someday We'll All Be Dead, a podcast where we talk about all the things with a social work perspective. I'm your host, Hallie Harris, and I'm a hospice social worker. And today, I have Matt with me. I'm Matt, and I'm an aircraft mechanic. <laughs> and we're going to lean off the social work perspective a little bit today and do a movie review since we just got done watching the movie mm, yesterday. yesterday. So yesterday, uh, came out just this June, 2019, it was written by Jack Barth, and on IMDb he had 10 things that he had written that I didn't recognize any of them. The screenplay was by Richard Curtis, who did Love Actually, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Mamma Mia 2, and Notting Hill, which makes me wonder how I liked this movie. (laughs) Well, you know what? I think it's just because it's a really interesting story. Fair. Uh, directed by a guy named... Uh, Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle, yes. I can't even read my own writing. That's terrible. Who directed 127 Hours, 28 Days Later, and Slumdog Millionaire, among many others. So, what do you think the percentage of Rotten Tomatoes was for this movie? Mm. Oh, people love being critics about stuff like this. But... I enjoyed it, so I'm going to say, what, 75, 80? 62%, oh, okay. which I think is a little low. I mean, yeah, it wasn't the, best, me. wasn't the best movie ever written, but it was entertaining and original. I didn't fall like. asleep. <laughs> that is a high mark, to be honest. All right, IMDb uh, users gave it 6.9 out of 10. And on Google, 85% of people liked it, so yeah, that just so. goes to show... That's where I was at. About 85% would seem to me like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the main characters <clears throat> were played, uh, Jack was played by Himesh Patel. He is uh, British, and I looked up his stuff, and I hadn't seen anything. It looks like mostly English television series and whatnot. And if he can sing, he's pretty good. He can. Yeah, we'll get into that. If that's really uh, him singing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have any reason to not believe it was him singing, but... Yeah. And uh, Ellie, his manager and love interest, was played by Lily James. She's pretty famous, most recently for the live-action version of Cinderella. But she's been on tons of stuff. And then, of course, Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live and Ed Sheeran playing himself. (laughs) And and (laughs) We'll get get to that. Uh, So, because first I just want to say spoilers. If you haven't seen this movie and you have any interest in seeing it, which I think you'd like it, Please just stop the podcast now and don't listen because we're going to spoil the whole thing. Not that it's a huge twisty turny movie, but it does have a unique ending, I think, that I didn't really know how they were going to end and I liked it. There's some interesting things to unpack there. Yeah, so, and there's going to be little fun details that we're going to talk about, so just stop the podcast right now and go watch the movie. It's it's worth the $6 rental at this point. Yeah, I feel like it's worth six bucks. Yeah. All right, so I'm just going to kind of read through the, the summary of the movie, and then we'll talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and uh, other thoughts. How's that sound? Sounds good. Okay. And jump in there if I miss something. So the story... Oh, ease in. I'm going to jump in. <laughs> okay, ease in. The story is basically that Jack is a songwriter. He is in England in a small town. He's working at a warehouse that's something like a Costco. Yeah, I get that feeling. Uh, Ellie is his longtime friend that knew him back in eighth grade when he did some kind of school talent show. Uh, yeah, I think they were both 14. Yeah, and, and she became his manager. He as sang a, uh, 
Wonderwall in the talent show. <laughs> yeah. She became his manager. He didn't have much success, though. He did write his own songs, and they sounded fine. I mean, they weren't terrible, you know? They didn't make it out to him for him to be, like, a terrible songwriter. They weren't the best. They weren't the Beatles. But they weren't terrible. So, you know, they could have made it so that he was just writing crap. You know what? Yeah, and they didn't do that. The songs were... The songs reminded me a lot of bands that were writing songs that were original songs that yeah. were okay. Yeah, but really all of his fans were basically a couple of his close friends. And even his parents, once he had said that he was done, it seemed like they were kind of relieved and, and actually surprised when he started up again. So it seemed like even though they loved him, they weren't exactly supportive of his music career. <laughs> it all felt very familiar to me. <laughs> Uh, so the power goes out around the world for 12 seconds, if I remember correctly. And during this time, he's riding his bicycle. He gets hit by a bus in the dark. And the next morning, he wakes up in the hospital and makes a little Beatles reference that Ellie doesn't get. Right, well, she's there when he comes to, right? Well, I don't know if it's exactly him. He wasn't completely knocked out when the bus hit him because he was kind of moaning. And Well, let's just say she's the only one there. Right. And then he's in the hospital, and then he gets out, and his friends, you know, he makes another Beatles reference, and he's still like, that's weird that nobody gets this. Right. But doesn't make much of it. And then his friends, and I think specifically Ellie, uh, get him a new guitar because he had one on his back when he got hit, and it got destroyed. So they get him a new guitar. And his quote is, of course, they ask him to sing for, you know, playing the new guitar. Right. And his quote is, a great guitar deserves a great song. And he starts to sing Yesterday by the Beatles. Of course, they like it, and they think he wrote it. And he's like, well, this is ridiculous. This is an elaborate hoax. Like, Right, and they're joking around with him and uh, saying, what is it? Where he goes, this is a masterpiece. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, he's so... A little big of a... You know, he's yeah. so upset that they don't fawn over it because it's yesterday. They're all like, oh, that's cute. I mean, they liked it, but it wasn't like... It's not- not Coldplay. (laughs) Yes, it's not Coldplay. And of course he gets so upset and defensive of it because it is a great song of history. But they are completely like, who's the Beatles? We don't know what you're talking about. This is ridiculous. And he thinks it's just some big elaborate hoax and he just gets more and more upset. They're playing a big prank on him. So he gets home and I can't remember what it actually is that sets him off or he decides to finally go to the Google, go to the computer and Google... Beatles. Do you remember what it was before that? She was giving him a ride home, and he says, "Just let me, get, just let me get out." And she goes, "I honestly don't know what you're so cross about." Right. And I don't know if he. I mean, I guess and he must believe he her. He closes the point. door, and they kind of like make eye contact. Yeah. She kind of shrugs and just drives off. Yeah. So he he knows her like they've known each other for her forever. Yeah. He finally dawns on him. He's like, she really does not know who the <laughs> Beatles are for some reason. So he goes home and Googles the Beatles. And nothing comes up except for an actual beetle. Like yeah. a bug. John Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tries Googling all different kinds of things. Sergeant Pepper, John Paul and Ringo and George. Um, what a, lots of other things. Yeah. And just nothing was coming up. And, uh, of course, craziness ensues. He... Tries to recreate Beatles songs at that point. Kind of gets caught up. Eats med, uh, meets Ed Sheeran. 
beats him in a songwriting competition, which is kind of ridiculous. Which, yeah, Ed Sheeran's, if he had just made up a song, was incredible. <laughs> and he just sat down and played The Long and Winding Road like he just wrote it. Yeah. And Ed uh, Sheeran's like, wow, I am nobody compared to you. Yeah. Ed Sheeran is completely, like, utterly, his ego is shredded. And he's yeah. completely defeated. I thought it was going to end his career for a second there. Yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> it was a really serious moment in the movie, actually. Yeah. Uh, he goes on tour, becomes famous, gets thanked by the two random people that we will uh, talk about later, but that seem to be the only other two people in the world that remember the Beatles. Yeah. And we'll get into that scene in a little bit. Um, but, I mean, yeah, they, they you see these people in the background watching him traveling around, and you're kind of like... Yeah, Uh-oh. like who are these people? They clearly know something. <laughs> they know something's up. And I kind of got that. Well, I'll get into that, yeah. So, and then he gets stressed out, realizes he loves the girl, admits the truth, gives away all the songs for free, gets the girl, lives happily ever after. That's kind of the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So, I liked, I really liked the, um, the fun add-ins, like all the things that don't exist because there's no Beatles. Right. <laughs> and some of them, I don't know, they're head scratchers. <laughs> I mean, I get Oasis, the band. That's funny. It's funny because they said at one point that they were better or bigger than the Beatles. And I'm sure they, I mean, there's so many other bands that they could have mentioned, but how many bands were influenced directly from the Beatles? Which harkens back to when John Lennon said the Beatles are bigger than Jesus, and everybody thought that was going to ruin the Beatles, and yeah. it only made the Beatles wildly more popular. And... <laughs> Except for that didn't work for Oasis. <laughs> right, didn't work for Oasis. Of course, when you're fighting with your brother, I guess that's what happens. Yeah. Coca-Cola, that was pretty funny. Yeah, and they're on the plane, she offers him champagne, he goes, do you have any Coke? <laughs> and she gives him a look like, no, we don't have Coke. As in cocaine. <laughs> yeah, he Googles Coke and it comes up with Pablo Escobar. <laughs> What is the other... Cigarettes. No cigarettes. That was no. the real head-scratcher for me. He's like... Yeah. And Coke's been around since the 1800s. You're saying if, if the Beatles hadn't existed, people wouldn't know. know what a cigarette was? I don't know. I feel like there's another odd. one or two things that I'm missing that I can't remember. But, yeah, throughout the movie, there was a couple of references of, that's so weird that that thing doesn't exist, and it all has to do with... It's all connected to somehow... Not having the Beatles. Yeah. And they're not obvious things, like we said, like bands that would have been influenced by the Beatles. They're like mainstay items in everyday life, like cigarettes. Right. Coca-Cola. Nobody <laughs> knows what Coca-Cola is. Everybody just has Pepsi. Yeah. Worldwide. It's weird. So, uh, things... Can you think of any other add-on? I'm going to say the next part is things that I liked and things that I didn't like. Uh, an add-on other than that? Yeah. Um, like a special part of the movie... That's not necessarily. I was just amused how. Uh, um, uh, never mind. <laughs> okay. Well, if you think of it, shout it out. I haven't anything in As my head. So things that I liked uh, was remembering and appreciating the Beatles' influence. Number one. I mean, the Beatles' songs are everywhere, and they're like you said. You know many more Beatles songs than you realize. I grew up on the Beatles. Yeah. I was saying, I don't think I could have recreated even one or two songs very well, even though I know them and have sung them many, many times over. So, uh, just appreciating, and the, again, the funny things that weren't 
that people didn't know about because there was no Beatles. But if you think about reality, there's a lot of things in music that I just I can't even fathom because they were so big. Yeah, they were a heavy influence. And I must say, my older brother had a, a huge, like a long, many years uh, Beatles phase that he went through. And he listened to every sing. It was If it wasn't Beatles, he wasn't listening to it. He listened to other stuff, but he... he pretty much purchased every single thing you could ever get. It kind of makes cassette. me wonder if kids today, you know me sounding like get off my lawn over here, but if people younger than millennials, people after millennials, because I feel like millennials would have heard of the Beatles and been much more familiar because of their Gen X parents like us. But people after that, Generation Z and Generation whatever this is now, do they really have any kind of appreciation unless their parents or grandparents were like super fans. Is there any way for them to even know how much influence the Beatles had? <laughs> I mean, I was alive while Elvis was alive, but I didn't I didn't understand or get the whole Elvis thing. And I feel like if I had been a little older, maybe I would understand how great Elvis was. I mean I do get it. But when I hear Beatles songs, they affect me more than when I hear Elvis songs. Yeah. I don't know. Nostalgia. Well, yeah, you have a personal connection with it, too, but... I think kids today, young, young kids today, unless they're directed towards the Beatles, they're yeah. not going to know who they are. That's just sad. <laughs> I hope that's not true. We'll have to ask some younger people. All right, so uh, the actor, Hamesh, that played Jack... Uh, Jake. Jake? Jack. Jack. He really does sound like Paul McCartney, I think. I mean, not exactly like him, but... Yeah, if, if that's not his actual singing voice, if he sings... I mean, if, I have a feeling it probably was him singing. And, uh... Yeah. You know, people can carry a tune in a higher pitch. Maybe he was trying to sound more like Paul. Maybe. But it really... I, mean, I thought it sounded very good. And You're also right. very similar to Paul. Yeah. I gotta say, I was getting a little misty. <laughs> Some of those songs sound pretty good. I mean, who doesn't when you hear a quote-unquote live version of a Beatles song. Yeah. And especially when it's like what most of what he was singing was um, acoustic. Just him and the piano or him and the guitar. And so it made it a little more impactful. Yeah. Uh, Finding John Lennon by the Sea. I was not expecting that. I definitely thought, oh, they're going to find Paul because he's actually alive and blah, blah, blah. And then when they walk up and it's John Lennon and I'm like, Oh, John. That kind of made me a little misty. Like, <laughs> you know, he he was a painter and he lived his life and he was happy and felt successful. And he and sailed the world. Didn't die getting shot on the steps, you know. Yeah. It's crazy to think what a small change can, can affect people's lives. And I just really like that little twist in the story of John Lennon. I did think that was kind of cool. I was totally expecting Paul to. Yeah. Like I said, I thought he would be on the roof fixing a hole when the rain gets in. <laughs> I like that it wasn't a remake, that it was actually an original story, you know? So many uh, stories today are remakes or prequels or sequels or uh, superhero movies or whatever. And it's like, this one actually felt like, I mean, there has been, you know, magical, you forget or you go back in time kind of storylines similar but not exactly this was a nice fresh original idea yeah i, I liked so. it i also liked 
the giving the songs away for the greater good. The strangers that we were referencing earlier, the two people that kind of knew what was going on, and you think because they're they're being all weird and cagey in the back of the scenes that you think that somehow they're going to like out him and it's going to be a big scandal or something. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly how they wanted you to make it feel, and that's exactly how it felt. It's like, oh, they finally show up, and they confront him. But it's not really a confrontation. It's them two from completely opposite sides of the world saying, thank you, thank you so much, because we remember the Beatles. Right. They all, uh... <laughs> they just wanted to thank him for um, bringing... The songs back because nobody else remembered them and they couldn't hear them and they couldn't listen to them. The records didn't exist. Right. And imagine if... The music didn't exist anymore. If you're just like him and there's only three of you in the entire world that don't remember this huge collection of music that was so influential and they all were a little bit older so it would have been in their childhoods and, you know, memory making times. Yeah, and that's what they said. They were like, uh, don't want to live in a world. Yeah. Can't imagine living in a world without Beatles music. And they didn't care if he was taking credit for it. They just wanted to make sure that the songs were heard. Right. Which was All great. except for the benefit of Mr. Kite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I really thought it was hilarious that Ed Sheeran's ringtone was Shape of You. His, oh, yeah. His own song. Yes. That was great. I love that he can laugh at himself. Yeah. That's pretty great. Hey, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was like sacrilege to try to rename Hey Jude, Hey Dude. That was uh, Ed Sheeran's great sense of humor, apparently. And I bet he's a big Beatles fan. I just get that feeling. How could you not be? Especially as a songwriter. I mean, he really is a great songwriter. So, are there any other things that you really liked that I didn't mention? Uh, you know what? It seems like the love story was key to the, to the movie, but... It was a wishy-washy love story. It was just uh, interesting to see the whole trip. That's what I wanted to see was like, how did it happen that everybody just forgot about the Beatles? <laughs> I was like, okay, I believe it. Some way, somehow. And then, uh, yeah. And he was getting away with it and he was going to get rich. And then suddenly people started like showing up. like, And he started kind of, you know, doubting himself and hating himself a little bit because he was living a life of fraud and lies and yeah it, it took me on the journey i expected to go on and i enjoyed it excellent things i didn't like about this movie so there were some similar tropes that you see in other movies like the friend zone person that was unappreciated and becomes the love interest fine whatever you know there wasn't some cheesy makeover, though. They were the same people the entire time. It's just they just... Right. Didn't... But, I mean, we've seen that before in movies. Like, you know, you don't appreciate the person that's right next to you, and yeah, all of a sudden... You see it in daily life at yes. the same time. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, are you out. trying to say something? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, it's in a lot of movies, though. And uh, maybe too much of the story being the love story. I yeah. wish they would have focused a little bit more on the music and less on the love story. Yeah, Kate McKinnon played a good, just a sleazy, sleazy <laughs> record producer slash manager or whatever. Mm -hmm. She did a great job of being terrible. Yeah. And the last thing that I didn't like 
is that I really would have liked to see more either him write, having more struggle writing the songs in the beginning or remembering them. Or what I really would have preferred is in that first 15 minutes, if they would have actually shown how much the Beatles influenced him or how big of a fan he was or anything, because I don't remember there even being a reference to the Beatles until after the accident. Right. I, yeah. And I see what you're saying. And I knew they, they had to move things along, but yeah, I, I get, I get exactly what you're saying. Uh, but I do understand him having to force himself to remember lyrics later on because as a guy who played guitar and sang songs, he probably had his like 10 or 20 favorite Beatles songs that he could play and sure. remember all the lyrics to. Sure, that's true. And then true. there were all the other ones that he mostly probably knew most of the lyrics to. And then there were some of those that were the obscure ones. And that was funny when he was struggling. <laughs> yeah, Eleanor <laughs> was Rigby. Eleanor Rigby was pretty funny. <laughs> It was funny watching him try to get the lyrics right for that. Yeah, I I did like those that scene, but I I mean even if it would have just been one Beatles reference beforehand, beforehand, yeah. or, you know, I mean it would have had to been more for that. To, even if he like did maybe a Beatles poster in his bedroom or something. I mean I'm gonna have to go back and watch it because maybe they put something like that in there that was really subtle, but if he would have just like maybe sang a Beatles cover because his songs weren't going over well or something, you know? Yeah. Or he went to see a Beatles cover band or, his, you know, something like that. little summertime song might have been an homage to, uh, to uh, George Harrison, but... If he would have explained yeah, it in yeah, that way. There's, yeah, there's no explanation at all. And then to, just all of a sudden, bam, he knows like 20 Beatles songs off the top of his head. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that musically and lyrically. If I could just, uh, I'm pretty sure poop out some Beatles close songs. Close to it, I'd probably <laughs> come close to nailing at least ten. Oh, I don't know, man. I think I get yesterday and Hey Jude. That's about I mean, it. I wouldn't be able to play the music, but I know the tune and the and the lyrics. So yeah, um, you could explain it to someone to play the tune. Yeah, I think so. What was there anything else that you did not like that I didn't mention? Uh. Yeah, you know what, kind of that, that crappy ultimatum situation, mm. kind of like either stay here or go to L.A. and. Yeah, part of the love story was, you know, oh, you're kind of finally realizing that you miss me, but you're still not really in love with me, and yeah. if you want to try to make things work, you need to just stay right when you're in the middle of becoming successful. Right. I think if, uh, if you're going to make the love story that big of a part of the story, then, then you know... Have her, maybe not the ultimatum, maybe something else. Yeah. It, it felt know. a little rushed or pushed. And, sh yeah, and, yeah, he clearly, that whole scene was awkward and uncomfortable, and I guess maybe that's what it was all about. I don't know. It was weird. Anyway. Yeah. No, nah, other than that, nah, I mean, it was a pretty good movie. So you had some other final thoughts you were thinking about? Or did you have anything? Uh, I was thinking it was a what ifs. Like, what if it was a different band? What if it was... Uh, what the if Rolling Stones? Elvis Presley or Rolling Stones. I'm trying to think of another band that was that influential that I guess they picked the right band. Yeah. Or what if... Um, yeah, I guess the funny part to me was the... Uh, what does he mention? Harry Potter book? Oh, right at the very end. Yes. He said, I feel like Harry Potter right after he defeated Voldemort. And she says, who did what? Or some <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay, how many other things are going to be attributed to... <laughs> the, Beatles the Beatles not existing? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that makes me think, was he going to try to invent Coke and show people they could roll tobacco in paper and write a book about a uh, well, boy wizard? Well, that's the thing. Like, Coke and tobacco have been around for much longer than the Beatles. Yeah. So why would those two things... I mean, I didn't look up why, like... Did they do advertisements for it or something with beer beasts? Yeah. Or was it, or were the one amusing, saying, believable one was Oasis. The other ones were all just like, what, what, why? <laughs> I don't know if it was just comic relief or if they actually had intention behind. It must have been comic relief. Or if it was just random, like, yeah, here's like a handful of things that the world forgot about when when this power outage. It wasn't just the Beatles. I don't know. It was just weird. Funny though, they were all funny. And his friend Rocky was just kind of an uncomfortable character too the entire time, but. That's probably what he was meant to be anyways, so... Yeah, he was kind of a silly Joker-type character that yeah. was definitely awkward. But... Yeah, good movie. I'd give it a out of... Out of five stars. Sure. One out of five? No, I'd give it... No, I was... Sorry, I was burping. I'd give it a three... Out of five? And a half out of five. Okay, okay. I could agree with that. It was enjoyable. Yeah, it's it's definitely watchable. It's not necessarily something I'd watch over and over. I think if it was on, I might flip it on. Uh, I would definitely recommend other people see it. I'd watch it again. Is that entertaining? Yeah, if it was on, I'd flip it. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not Tombstone. It's definitely not Tombstone. You know, it's not changing my life over here. Right. It's not Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> but it was definitely entertaining, worth worth the time. Yes. Enough of worth the time that we did a. If you can't review. stand the Beatles, don't watch it. Well, that's true. If you're not a Be- well, if you're not a Beatles fan, I don't know if I can trust you. <laughs> I'm not saying like a fanatic, but like at least appreciate what they did for music. You know. Yeah. Plenty of people don't like Elvis, but if you can appreciate what, you know, his contribution was, <sighs> I know I feel that way about a lot of bands, <laughs> like Pink Floyd. Do you happen to know if Kirk Hondo watched that movie? I. Don't. I have not seen... Pretty big Beatles fan. Him well, you know what? Humberto. He might have. I'll have to go back and look because they might have done the movie a really long time ago and probably I didn't did. listen to it because I was going to watch the movie. So they probably went and saw it in the theater. Uh, I'll go back and see if they did. Yeah. I recommend it. Me too. Two, two thumbs up? Sure. One and a half thumbs up? I'll give, I'll give two thumbs up. That's three and a half stars. <laughs> All right, well, that's a little lighthearted uh, movie review of yesterday. Go out and see it. It's fun, it's entertaining, and you can't really go wrong. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. You know why? Because someday we'll all be dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>